Dads and ladies, welcome to the Junior Classics. Hi there, I'm Sir Bradley Hassey, a teller of borrowed tales. Join me as I share stories of courage, adventure, and wonder. But don't take my word for it. You can find out for yourself on today's Junior Classic. I thought that you should be my wife. No, thank you all the same. Run down into the meadow and take her with you. There she goes. Send the women up to dress her. But I say master. Look here, lasses. Welcome, Junior Scholars. I am Sir Bradley Hassey, guardian of the written word and your guide through the Junior Classics. Our mission is to safeguard the classics and inspire children to a love of good reading and a real and lasting interest in Western literature and history. If this is your first time listening, thank you for joining us. And a very special thank you to my loyal listeners who tune in each and every episode, and especially my Patreon supporters who help keep the show going and growing. If you like what we are doing, creating stories for the good of your kids, consider supporting me on Patreon for five bucks a month. You can also write me a letter at P.O. Box 1153 Crown Point, Indiana 46308. And I want to give out some special shout outs today to Emily Drinkwater from New Zealand, Carrie from San Jose, California, Levi Harris from Silverton, Idaho, and Master Castle Drawer, Kylan Purdue from Savannah, Georgia. Your bookmarks and Nordic activity books are on the way. We got four mail-in letters this week. It was so much fun to open them and see the artwork and read the letters. You can check that out at Junior Classics YouTube channel and see me open your letter. Okay, today we continue our series, Tales from the Norselands, with a very funny story called The Squire's Bride. But... Before we get to today's tale... Lost and found words! Listen carefully to these words and their meanings and try and spot them during the story. Our first word today is squire. A squire, the use of this term has evolved or changed over time. Initially, a squire was a knight's apprentice. This was a young boy who was training to become a knight. Later... A village leader or a lord of the manor might be called a squire. And still later, the term was applied to landowners who lived in the country. The squire in our story today owns a large farm, and we're told he has much silver and money in the bank. He is also a widower, which is our next word. A widower is a man whose wife has died and he has not remarried. Our next word is behoove. Now, for some reason, this is one of those words that you hear a lot if you're in the military or the army. It would behoove you, and if any of those parents are listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Behoove is a duty or responsibility for someone to do something. Or you could say it would be wise to, be appropriate for, or be proper for. The farmer's daughter in the story thinks it would behoove the old squire to think of something better than getting married. And our next word is gainsaid. Gainsaid means to deny or to contradict, to disagree, to challenge or oppose. The squire was not used to be gainsaid or 
he was not used to be disagreed with. Our next word is a term called a bay mare. Now, first of all, a mare is a female horse, and bay is a hair coat color of horses, characterized by a brown or reddish brown body color with a black point on the mane, tail, ear edges, and lower legs. Bay is one of the most common coat colors in many horse breeds, and I thought this was pretty cool because I did not know that. So that is what a bay mare is. And finally, a wonderful word, the word obstreperous. Obstreperous means to be noisy and difficult to oppose, to be rowdy, uncontrolled, wild, rambunctious. We'll find out why the squire thinks the farmer's daughter may become obstreperous. And do you think that you have ever behaved obstreperous before? Hmm, that's all for today's Lost and Found Words. Now, on to the show. I want to share with you something I've learned about trolls. Trolls in Norway, specifically. Trolls are believed to be the very first inhabitants of Norway. Legend has it. Already living in the mountains in ancient times when all the land was covered in ice. They can only be seen at dusk or nighttime since the sunlight will turn them into stone or even make them crack. Sometimes they can be mean and friendly at the same time. If you walk through the Norwegian forests and you see a sparkle in the dark, it might just be a troll blinking at you. Small trolls are said to be lucky, and there are so many different kinds that you will definitely find the perfect one to protect your beloved ones. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to post a bunch of different pictures of trolls on our Junior Classics YouTube channel for you guys to look at. And some of them are really cool and cute. For instance, I have pictures of a Viking troll, a doctor troll, a princess troll, gardener troll, a pet dog troll, a pet cat troll, a grandparent troll, and that's about it. Maybe some more. So check that out. Now, on to the show. The Squire's Bride by P.C. Asborsian. Once upon a time, there was a rich squire who owned a large farm and had plenty of silver at the bottom of his chest and money in the bank besides. But he felt there was something wanting, for he was a widower. One day, the daughter of a neighboring farmer was working for him in the hayfield. The squire saw her and liked her very much. And as she was the child of poor parents, he thought if he only hinted that he wanted her, she would be ready to marry him at once. So he told her he had been thinking of getting married again. Aye, one may think of many things, said the girl laughing slyly. In her opinion, the old fellow ought to be thinking of something that behooved him better than getting married. Well, you see, I thought that you should be my wife. No, thank you all the same. That's not at all likely. The squire was not accustomed to being gainsaid, and the more she refused him, the more determined he was to get her. 
But as he made no progress in her favor, he sent for her father and told him that if he could arrange the matter with his daughter, he would forgive him the money he had lent him, and he would also give him the piece of land which lay close to his meadow into the bargain. Yes, you may be sure I'll bring my daughter to her senses. She is only a child, and she doesn't know what's best for her, said the father. But all his coaxing and talking did not help matters. She would not have the squire, she said, if he sat buried in gold up to his ears. The squire waited day after day, but at last he became so angry and impatient that he told the father if he expected him to stand by his promise, he would have to put his foot down and settle the matter now, for he would not wait any longer. The man knew no other way out of it but to let the squire get everything ready for the wedding. And when the parson and the wedding guests had arrived, the squire should send for the girl as if she were wanting for some work on the farm. When she arrived, she would have to be married right away, so that she would have no time to think it over. The squire thought this was very well and good, and so he began brewing and baking and getting ready for the wedding in grand style. When the guests had arrived, the squire called one of his farm lads and told him to run down to his neighbor and ask him to send him what he had promised. But if you are not back in a twinkling, he said, shaking his fist at him, I'll... He did not say more, for the lad ran off as if he had been shot at. My master has sent me to ask for what you promised him, said the lad when he got to the neighbor. But there is no time to be lost, for he is terribly busy today. Yes, yes. Run down into the meadow and take her with you. There she goes, answered the neighbor. The lad ran off, and when he had came to the meadow, he found the daughter there raking the hay. I am to fetch what your father has promised my master. Aha! Is that what they are up to? Ah, indeed. I suppose it's that little bay mare of ours. You had better go and take her. She stands there tethered on the other side of the peas field. The boy jumped on the back of the bay mare and rode home at full gallop. Have you got her with you? She is down at the door. Take her up to the room my mother had. But master, how can that be managed? You must just do as I tell you. If you cannot manage her alone, you must get the men to help you. For he thought the girl might turn obstreperous. When the lad saw his master's face, he knew it'd be no use to gainsay him. So he went and got all the farm tenants who were there to help him. Some pulled at the head and the forelegs of the mare, and others pushed from behind. And at last they got her up the stairs and into the room. There lay all the wedding finery ready. Now, that's done, master, but it was a terrible job. It was the worst I ever had here on the farm. Never mind, you shall not have done it for nothing. Now, send the women up to dress her. But I say master. And none of your talk. Tell them they must dress her and mind and not forget either wreath or crown. The lad ran into the kitchen. Look here, lasses. You must go upstairs and dress up the bay mare as bride. I expect the master wants to give the guests a laugh. The women dressed the bay mare in everything that was there. And then the lad went and told his master that now she was ready dressed, with wreath and crown and all. Very well, very well, bring her down. 
I will receive her myself at the door. There was a terrible clatter on the stairs, for that bride, you know, had no silken shoes on. When the door was opened and the squire's bride entered the parlor, you can imagine there was a good deal of tittering and grinning. And as for the squire, you may be sure he had enough of that bride, and they say he never went courting again. Wow, what a funny story. Could you imagine being the squire, preparing for a wedding, inviting the whole town, and when you're expecting your bride to come walking down the stairs, it's a horse and a dress instead? Man, the whole town must have had a laugh at his expense. Now, do you think the squire deserved the embarrassment? We don't know much about the squire, but the way he went about making a deal with the farmer to marry his daughter might seem a little shysty to us today. He offered to forgive the farmer's debt and give him some land. This may seem like he was trying to buy the daughter, but this is relatively normal in many communities. So, without knowing more about the squire's character, it's tough to determine whether he is a good man or not. Regardless, this story was very funny, and the farmer's daughter was quite witty and smart thinking to come up with the idea to send the horse. That's all for this time. Tomorrow, I'm off to go camping with my son Bennett and a bunch of other fathers and sons, so we're looking forward to that, and I also look forward to sharing how it went with you. Keep that mail coming in. It's a ton of fun for us to open it, and I love reading about you, why you like the Junior Classics, and looking at the artwork, of course. P.O. Box 1153, Crown Point, Indiana, 46308. Send me a letter, and I'll send you some bookmarks. And I still have four more Nordic coloring activity books to give away to the next four households who send in a letter. Until next time, I am Sir Bradley Hasse. Be brave, be loyal, and speak the truth. Now, for you parents out there, I want you to understand why we are doing this, what we are trying to achieve, and how you can help us. This is a rescue operation to preserve the classics and the wisdom within before it is lost forever. Our goal is to inspire children with a love of good reading by safeguarding and breathing new life into the greatest stories in history and empower you, the parents, with a resource you can trust to enrich your child's mind and spirit. We don't want these stories and the wisdom within to be forgotten so our children don't have to learn these lessons on their own. The most important thing you can do for us is to spread the message and tell others about these stories and what we are doing. If you want to donate, we would love that as well. My promise is that 100% of donations will go to building the impact and quality of the Junior Classics. If you have feedback and thoughts on how we can do things better, please send an email to Junior Classics Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to the Junior Classics. And now enjoy some music inspired by the Norse lands. <laughs>